Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Emily Schramm, your host of Meathead Hippie Podcast. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, personal trainer, serial entrepreneur. I just am in Denver, Colorado, busy as a bee and loving every second. I have a great announcement. Finally, the BirthFit Impact has launched. If you guys have not seen it, please go to evolvedmotion.com and see my newest product. This is a BirthFit Impact, basically the most badass collaboration. I've been interviewing a lot of people from BirthFit. BirthFit is a mom organization that trains moms prenatal postpartum how to have a baby because having a baby is one of the most athletic events of your life. And although I have not experienced it, I know that it's important to have a training tool at home and on the go. And that's where the impact comes in. So my backpack turned weight training bag. We joined forces and it's on the market. So please go check it out. I'm obsessed with it. Yay. Um, a couple things. Uh, I am going to be in Palm Springs this weekend for Wellspring, so I cannot wait for that. And I think that's actually all I got because if I go down the rabbit hole, it's going to be way too long and I want this to be a short intro. Today, Today is super, super special. I get to interview my mom. It was so fun. She just wasn't really sure what to expect, but I'm just so grateful for her for jumping in. I can't do a mom month of moms on my podcast and not interview my own mom, who is my most loyal listener, I think, uh, since day one. So I've mentioned her in every podcast and she was a huge piece of a big part of my own belief in self. And I had talked about her so many times. I'm running a program, a mindset program called Don't Overthink It. And then also I just did a talk at Bumble in Denver about overthinking it and how to be more mindful. And there was an experience that we'll talk about in this podcast that I haven't really shared about my ayahuasca experience and just learning how to love myself a little bit. And I just loved her take on it. And it's just a little bit shorter, but super super awesome. So call your mom, call someone you love. Um, if you are someone, we do talk about this. I am so lucky to have my mom and I know not everyone is. So if that is you and you're listening, I just wanted to send my love and I know my mom's sending her love as well. And I hope you know that this is in no way of me just saying this is for moms and for great relationships. This is for anybody that has a figure in their life that loves you unconditionally, or if you were that figure for somebody else. And if not, I hope this inspires you to be that person for somebody in your life, if not now, but soon. Okay. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. To all my listeners, this is the month of mamas because we're doing this incredible collaboration with BirthFit. Their, Mom, did you know their tagline was... Um, because giving birth is the most athletic event of your life. <laughs> I love it. Isn't that great? It's also the most emotionally moving. <laughs> emotionally moving? Yes. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Phil. But, uh, but I was like, well. The most emotionally moving of my life. Other people um, can do other moving things, but anyway. Well, I laugh because I don't know ever. I mean, I still am on the fence if I'm going to have kids, Mom. Well, I don't know if you remember about five years ago, we were on a bike ride 10 years ago. We were talking about you having children. And I said, the experience I had having you 
I would want you to have that. It's like the most incredible experience of my life. <laughs> but and I, I was an accident too. Well, not. <laughs> I was unplanned. I was yes. That's better. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> I was unplanned. Um, and my name was supposed. To, what at what month did you realize I was a girl? Did I was it like right up till I was born or pretty close? You were born. I didn't. I. I didn't do all those things that people do now where they find out the gender and do those gender parties and all that. That was, I never did any of that. Actually, I knew you were a girl when your father said, it's another girl. (laughs) 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 Two seconds after you were born. (laughs) That's so funny. And you know, three flowers thing. Yeah. My third flower. Mm -hmm. Third flowers. My two older sisters. Uh, well, I just, and it was also just your birthday, which I got to see you on, which was amazing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I just, amazing. <laughs> and I just wanted to talk about, you know, you just have come up so much. Well, what, I think I mentioned you in every Meathead Hippie podcast. Yeah, and, you smile. <laughs> um, and I also had some pretty profound thinking to do for developing this don't overthink it program. So this mindset program that I'm doing Mm -hmm. and so much of the way we overthink it is just, uh, I, you know, a lot of it has to do with our cravings and sometimes our emotional connection with food. And that's why we kind of have a hard time eating well. That's part one, part two, there's not a big enough reason or purpose for somebody to really stick with something. Um, but what I found more and more, it is so, I think this is probably eight times out of 10. It is so much about someone's self-love and their ability to love themselves and in a way that makes them feel like they deserve goodness, I think, in this world. And so you came up so much because remember my ayahuasca experience? Um, and I, I just wanted to talk about that. And you just have been my biggest cheerleader. And I, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. You're, it's, I don't have words because I know how lucky I am. I know a lot of people don't have the support from their parents like I have from mine. And I just feel overwhelmingly grateful for you. And I thought I would share a little bit about the experience to everybody because I know it helped a lot of people in the talks that I've been doing about the not overthinking it. But anyway, I just, I just had to have you on. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, words are inadequate for the love that I feel for you and always have. It's bigger than words. Um, and it's bigger than this world. It goes beyond. I, it's not, you know, like words are inadequate. And so I'm thankful for your ayahuasca experience because I feel like you touched that. Yeah. I, um, I remember being like, I can't wait to call my mom, which is, I feel like maybe the last thing most people think (laughs) done with an ayahuasca experience. So let me do a little, what are you drinking by the way? (laughs) I'm drinking a smoothie. Well, I know you're not really into shakes. It's not a shake. I went to the farmer's market. Yesterday, and I got kinds of kale and spinach and sprouts. It's like such good fresh vegetables straight out of the garden. Mm -hmm. So I made a smoothie. I love shakes. If remember, I just have to have the right stuff in it. 
Yeah, to me, yeah, I, this is just an easy way to eat a salad while I'm talking. <laughs> I love it. Um, and that also, before we get into the ayahuasca, ayahuasca experience, you are a hundred percent my role model. Like when I think of my journey, you implant like there was one the rule of there has to be something green on the veg on the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. That was always a rule. So that's something I do not take for granted. Because that's how I still feel. Like it feels weird if there's not something green, yeah. uh, which should be the case for every meal, right? And then two, uh, it was about, oh, every time I was like in pain or complaining, you just told me to drink water. that. <laughs> <laughs> And my kids at school, I say, how much water have you had to drink? And now I also ask, how much sleep have you had? Mm, yeah, that's <laughs> so I've, added, I've added sleep, but yeah, because most people are dehydrated. I know. And well, you're also, I, we still are on the fence of your Enneagram number, but I think you are a seven because you have to move all the time. You are constantly in motion. And uh, I love it because you are either outside or in sunshine or in nature. And you just kind of gave that to us, your children. So thank you. You do have a love for it. I'm so thankful. It, I'm so thankful because it's so good for the soul, isn't it? It's like it is where, where I feel at home is out there. <laughs> For sure. I love when our Alaska trip was pretty profound. It was. I will have to say, I mean, I still, this is what I think when I think about the Alaska trip, how, I mean, it was so beautiful. Words don't, I mean, not words, like the pictures don't even do it justice because it was so beautiful, but you were the most beautiful thing out there. <laughs> I'm like, she almost a setting worthy of you. <laughs> You're so crazy. It's so far from the truth, guys. But no, thank you. Really That's how I felt the whole time. Yeah. You know, um, my child. Oh, that's so funny. Well, okay. So this is, I'll go to ayahuasca because that kind of is exactly who you are. So I am, um, I think, I, I don't know why I'm so hard on myself, but you also are hard on yourself too. So we all kind of are. I think anybody in this world is. And, uh, no matter what I was doing, I could not figure out how to like break through that. Like whether it was just telling myself or just kind of going over this in my head, like I know this is an issue and you start to see how the root of how things are built in your life. And for business, it was like, I have to prove something and I didn't want that to be the case anymore. And then I had just gotten out of a stupid, silly relationship. So I was kind of just an open-minded, I'm ready to change. And I don't know what that means. And that's when the ayahuasca op opportunity came. I don't think you should seek it. I think it just, if it's the right timing, it happens. And it's a plant that comes from, uh, you know, ancient medicine cultures, but Peru, Peru partic in particular, and I had an opportunity to do it. And I remember being terrified and the full experience, I will tell some someday, I mean, I quite literally was terrified, but you have to let go of control and have this complete out-of-body experience with this medicine, with a spirit journey. There's somebody there like talking to you, which is so crazy, but you kind of hear that when you Google it. And I remember feeling uh, so, we went through so many radical, scary emotions. And then the final piece was this giant tree from what looked like avatar have you ever seen that movie yes yes yeah I loved so it. 
me too. This beautiful tree from Avatar mm -hmm. and beautiful glowing and it was nighttime and everything was magical. And it was this spirit journey saying, I am going to let you feel the love that your mom feels for you. And I became you feeling the love you felt for me. And I just cannot even express how powerful and emotional and intense it was. I was like, how does she love me this much? <laughs> so when you say that, it's like, I feel it every time I feel in the darkest moments, but it's so, I don't, I don't know why do you have an opinion of why it's so hard for us to have love for ourselves like others have for us? Hmm. Good question. Um, some of it's our quest to always do better when yeah. we have personalities to always do better and more, which is not a bad thing. Um, then we don't meet our own standards. Um, and I'd say some of it's just worthiness, accepting worthiness. And uh, it's sort of a decision, but it's also sort of a, a spiritual experience, I think, to accept your worthiness. Yeah. And it takes... But, you know, even in your story, what it took is for you to understand how much I love you. So I don't think you can do it alone. <laughs> I know. And that's, it's tough because sometimes relationships can dig it out of you, but sometimes that usually goes wrong because you rely on those relationships to, you know, get validation for self. And so when the relationship crumbles, you know. Are, are you think you know, which comes first, you know, the chicken or the egg self-love and then I attract a good relationship or does a good relationship increase my self-love? Mm -hmm. I feel like with my relationship, I have, I needed both. It's like they go to like one didn't come before the other, but they feed each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of tricky. Hmm. Yeah. That is a good question. Well, it was so powerful that it allowed me to really understand how worthy I was for the first time in my life. And I kind of, when I do timelines of things, you know, that was uh, over three years ago. Yeah. So may, maybe not quite three years. Yeah, I'm thinking it. Two uh, and a half. I'm, I'm really bad on time. I have no sense of time. Yeah, no concept. It's okay. Well, two and a half years ago. <laughs> Well, and I was just thinking in my life, you know, obviously fitness and nutrition come first because they're the blueprints and the base for health and mental clarity and all that. But it's quite literally how I built my business, right? Fitness and nutrition. And then it was, it was, what's the most crazy thing for me is understanding that that two and a half years ago, I only had one company two and a half years ago. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I, so finding that self-love allowed you to really flourish. It will. Yeah. I just opened up, I think like and tapped into maybe the impact I had launched on Kickstarter. Yeah. I think that was started. Mm -hmm. But um, Yeah. Wow. So how can we help? How can we help others find it? Yeah. Well, one thing I think one of my biggest tasks for my don't overthink it programmers, my amazing people that are in that program. The first thing I 
love mantras. So I did want to ask what your mantra currently was because I ended up putting them in peripheral vision, like not just saying it and then letting it go or writing it down a couple of times and then letting it stick, but having it in visible sight as much as possible. So, you know, what do you wish for? And then how can we put those into words to say that I am that? So that was the step one. That's a really good idea. And you don't have to even quite believe it at first, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because you won't. Right. But you have to, yeah, keep what you'll, your, your brain will begin to believe what you keep telling it. (laughs) Isn't that cool? (laughs) Super cool. We really have a lot of choice in the matter. We were, you know, sometimes we feel powerless, powerless, but we really aren't. Yeah. And if one person can shift from, you know, I'm so fat or I'm so this or I'm so that to I'm worthy and I'm successful or whatever. What are, what's the typical I am for you guys? Consistent. I am consistent. I am in control. I am, uh, capable, capable. Yeah. Strong, capable, badass superhero. Of course, those are my four favorites. <laughs> a little bias about, you know, they're, I did put them on a t-shirt. So. <laughs> they are very good. So yeah, you don't even have to believe it first time, but if you continue to say it, you will believe it and then you'll be, you really will become it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, do you have a mantra right now? Yeah, um, good question. Honestly, in my quiet meditation practice, I mostly quiet my thoughts rather than add a thought. Um, but if I had one, I, for a lot, for a while, I would, I was doing, I am loved. Mm-hmm. And I would say, life loves you. I would even look at, I'd have a little mirror work and look in the mirror and, and say, um, I love you. I honestly, you know, I completely love you. Life loves you. Life is good to you today. Um, that was helpful. Hmm. Trying to think what I've done recently. Cause it's been, um, you know, kind of a challenging start to the school year. So I've had to really pull out a lot of tools <laughs> to be okay. <laughs> My mom's a teacher, just like, in case. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to say that. Mom's, you're a, a, the most, but you used to be my teacher. Yes, I was. Those were fun days. Yeah. Um, well, well. Now, certain parts of them. I <laughs> was pretty tough. I was a tough one. <laughs> You were so lively. You did. You were. Um, you were the big ball. Try and people tried to fit you into a little square box. <laughs> it didn't work. But I never was unhappy about that. I was always glad you were the big ball that didn't fit. <laughs> you were way too big for everybody's rich. I mean, you know, yeah, more way more to you than the little system allowed sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And well, and then I said, okay, if you can't tap into that yourself, because that's so hard for people to say something that they truly don't believe, right? If their brain doesn't believe it, their body's going to reject it. And so that can be really this tough position. So I told them to, I told them the story of the ayahuasca experience and the love I felt from you. And it was, you know, this like incredible experience. And I remember saying, well, you know, if I can't tap into this, but I can tap into it through my mom, then everyone should be able to do that in some way with somebody that they love. Yeah. So it is the step two is if we can't do it ourselves or if we just need encouragement, then you have to reach out to the people that 
are your, are your moms or not your moms, but for me, it was you, but for other people, it's their partner or their sister or their like neighbor or whoever it is, you know? I love that because really both are true. So, you know, we find it in ourselves, but we really do find it with each other too. And when you know somebody just simply loves you, <laughs> you know, you can, you can just let that in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I love it. And do you have any tips from yourself of uh, tapping into learning how to love yourself? Um, Keep at it. It's a journey. Like I don't like we, we get there, but we're always getting there both. Hmm. Um, Uh, be around the right people, <laughs> like listen to the right, or maybe I should say, listen to the right voices, not listen to the right voices in your own head, but also listen to the voices around you because, you know, you, you'll always have negative voices to listen to if you decide to, but if you look and gratitude really helps with this, say, okay, what can I be grateful for today? And all of a sudden, you'll find so many good things around you and people. So find those voices to listen to and listen to those in your own head and around you. I think that's what helps me right now. You're so grateful all the time. You're like it, a giant ball of sunshine. <laughs> it's my lifeblood. <laughs> but I really am. <laughs> I mean, I really am grateful. I'm not faking it. But all you have to do is look for some, uh, look for the good and you'll find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you're on your front porch. Um, so mom, just so, you, so all my listeners, my mom does all the shirt shipments from emilystrom.com. So all those good human shirts. And I love it because especially those patches that people win when they get the, when they finish the MFIT challenges, you guys receive a patch that says all these mantras. I am strong, capable, badass after the end of the 21 days. And mom is the one who ships it all. And I swear she just has the, she puts like voodoo good energy into it. <laughs> I, I do. I promise I do it with love. Yeah. It's and, felt. It's totally felt. You know, look at the name and I, I send you love. <laughs> and that's what, something I wanted to say is, you know, a lot of my people, if they don't, if they're not as lucky to have a mom like you, which, you know, quite frankly, I just, I never want to take that for granted because so many people just are, we, I don't know. One, it's like, I remember writing your birthday post for your birthday and I had a couple of people like, I am so inspired by this. I want to be a better mom. And I thought that was amazing because I was like, that's because that you have shown me how to be a good mom, like what I need, I, you know, not too much pressure, obviously some discipline in some way, but you never tried to, you knew I wasn't going to listen sometimes. And instead of like constantly fighting, you let me figure it out on my own. Cause that's always how I learned. I had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, what if other people there aren't quite as lucky? If they don't feel like their mom loves them unconditionally, you mean? Yeah, or maybe their mom is not here anymore. Maybe the mom is passed or it's complicated. Yeah, there's complicated things. Um, well, I think what you say, um, find the person, find the person who is mom to you 
or like you said, doesn't have to be mom. It can be partner. It can be friend. It can be sister. Find find that person and let that love soak into you. Mm. Um, and the thing is, I read this, uh, this guy, David Rico, he talks, I love his book. It was a life-changing book for me years ago. It was how to be an adult. And he talks about when a parent hasn't been the kind of parent you've needed, you know, as far as being loving you, he said, there's a season where you have to grieve that. Like you're not going to be able to go back and fix it, but you can grieve it. You can recognize the pain inside and grieve it. And then you can move on and find it in other relationships. Hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people miss the grieving because it's vulnerable, right? It's just, Mm -hmm. they don't want to have to feel the ick. And uh, we can grief will hurt, but it's honest. (laughs) Yeah. The, there was a book you mentioned in Alaska. There was a book that you found years and years ago, maybe even before you had kids that was talking about what he was an, he was a poet. Uh huh. Taylor Zebron. Yeah. Can you tell that poem, that story? Um, yeah, I was, uh, about 18 when I found him. He, he, oh, he's like from Eastern Europe or something in the early 1900s. Say his name again. Khalil Gibran, uh, K-A-H-L-I-L. And then his last name is G-I-B-R-A-N. And it was just a story of this um, sage and he was leaving a town. And so the townspeople came to him and said, tell us about this, teach us about this, teach us about this. So the one on children um, is very profound. Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for them for itself. Your children, I used to know by heart. I don't know if I still do. They come uh, from you through, no, they come through you, but not from you. And I always felt that way about you guys that I didn't know you. <laughs> you know, I was lucky enough to bring you into the world, but you, you belong to the world, not just me. <laughs> and yeah, it's really good. It, you can give them your, you can give them your love, but not, not your thoughts because they have their own thoughts. Um, it's really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that profoundly moved me on how to be a parent. And he, I wish I had it in front of me. I could read it to you. Sorry, I don't. It's I okay. To, I didn't but, prepare you. Yeah. But Khalil Gibran on children, if somebody wants to look it up, it's very easily found. And we are all three very different. We're very similar. We look very alike, my two mm-hmm. older sisters and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are very, very different. Yes. I that agree. Makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and um, as far as your spiritual growth, and I know this is so many people are into this, and you have so many books, uh, so many resources. I know you love Oprah Soul Sessions. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorites that you're listening to right now as far as just growing and being present or books that have helped kind of ground you and center you? Well, first of all, I will say, you know, you talk to me today and I'll tell you something, but I really hop around a lot, just so you know, I need variety. <laughs> so what I did, you know, a month ago may not work today. So my current um, choice is actually, I'm listening to a book 
the uh, Sean Aker book on the happiness advantage. <gasps> he just was interviewed by um, 10% Happier that you sent me. Exactly. Yes. I love that podcast. And I had read him before and loved it and forgot it. And I was like, oh, that's right. And so I'm rereading it and reapplying all his wonderful principles. So I'm really, really enjoying that. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. That's sort of been my how I've been feeding myself this week. Um, the other thing, actually, as a teacher, I've been listening to this gal called Cult of Pedagogy, Pedagogy, and she's doing. She does a really nice job helping me um, continue to be a better teacher. But that's not really a spiritual thing, even though it is. But yeah, those are the two things that I'm doing right now. Those are good. Yeah, I like Shanika a lot. I like you are the one who told me this one on your birthday that it has to be three different things, not three things that you're grateful for every day, but three different things that you're grateful for every day and why. Exactly. And what happens is you start scanning during the day for all the good things that are going on. Mm -hmm. I even implemented it in my classroom because th this is a little bit of a challenging group. And I realized I wasn't scanning for the good. I was like bopping the bad. And I'm like, no, 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 let's do a shift. So I've ended my classroom, my class, like two or three, four minutes early. And I said, okay, now we're going to just sit and do some appreciations. And so I started, I say, I appreciate when you kept going at this problem and this and that and that. I'll just do all the things I noticed and invite them to join me. And I'm telling you what, the atmosphere of my classroom has completely shifted. Hmm. Are yep. you using those oils? Do you like those oils? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> definitely good for my atmosphere too. <laughs> yeah. I got her a bunch of essential oils for her classroom. Yeah. All and, the chakras. Yes. Those have been wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, it's a yeah. combination of things. So thank you. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, are you still on the fence about your spirit animal being a ladybug? Um, not really because it shows up for people. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And Very the, much. Meaning, the meaning of it is uh, like it brings good luck and it's something about children uh, do you have your Do you have your spirit animal thing with you right now? Yeah, let me read it for you. Read, read what Ladybug says because I, okay. I think I need to own it. <laughs> well, I mean, every time I think about you, you show up. <laughs> so, um, okay, if Ladybug is your power animal, this is the book I'm reading. If you have, if you're new to me, this is by Stephen Farmer. He did a podcast with me uh, a couple months ago. It's amazing, but it's all about spirit animals and power animals. You are family-oriented and traditional in values and morals. You have a very delicate, loving, and inoffensive quality to your being. You have a natural flow of abundance and never worry about where the next meal is coming from or anything else for that matter. You approach the world with innocence and guiltlessness. Guiltlessness. <laughs> I said that wrong. They put a hyphen in the worst place as you have a variety of ways to protect yourself both physically and spiritually. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I can, I think so. You know, me and you know me and all those things. I'm like, <laughs> do I even have a personality? <laughs> my, my nine, my this, my that. <laughs> Mom, you have the best personality. <laughs> You're so crazy. But I have heard that ladybugs 
um, are symbolic of being good luck and good for children. So I kind of want to own that because, you know. Because you're both. <laughs> and like you said, like when I show up in your life as a little ladybug, that's, that's, that just happens, you know, so. Okay, I'll take I'm a ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So many people are going to appreciate this because I did a, like an Enneagram podcast and so many people were like, I hate mine. <laughs> I feel like I'm the worst. And I'm like, guys, you guys are awesome. And I, it's just so funny. We, I think it's crazy because it's just, you bring so much value. You've impacted so many lives with your teaching and with who you are. If you meet my mom, you'll never forget it. So I just think you're so ridiculous. Maybe the, maybe the ladybug just isn't powerful enough for it to truly embody you, but you're definitely three-fourths part ladybug. Yes. I, I did. Yeah. And you're way generous and you're praised. So thank you. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I wanted to end with my favorite memory of you. I don't know if you know this. I think I do. I don't think I told you this. Well, besides this incredible, life-changing, insane experience with ayahuasca, uh, there was when you first dropped me off for my very first MTV challenge. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> and I, it was in, I was still living in Missouri. So it was the I did the first challenge cutthroat. And then I went to back to Missouri and then I moved to Colorado pretty soon after. So I think I was probably in Colorado when it was airing. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember you dropped me off. And of course, I'm terrified because I have to win. And that's all I cared about. I was like, I have to just be the best. I'm so competitive and I'm so terrified. And I remember we always do an I love you sign until we can't see each other anymore. And you just the whole way screamed, you are my champion. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you going to the Olympics? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to an undisclosed location in the middle of Europe, but I will do my best. <laughs> I remember when that happened and it just came from deep, deep within. I, I mean, know, I, I love it. Speaking the truth. <laughs> It was the best, and I carried it all the way through, and I did. I did fairly decent, I think. Oh, um, <laughs> well, thanks for doing this. I know you were not so prepared for it because I didn't prepare you. I told you like an hour ago, but I really wanted to do this, and I knew if you thought about it too much, it would just become an issue. So I just jumped on you. Thank you. I I love you so much, and I did it because I trust you out of my comfort zone, but I trust you. <laughs> and you're well, so funny. You're so dang fun to talk to. <laughs> I love you so much. Do you have any, I know you listen to Meathead Hippie, but do you have anything else you want to say to my Meathead Hippie listeners? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm so overwhelmed by the quality that you attract. I mean, the people that are in your tribe, <laughs> is that what you call it? Yeah. Uh, man, they are really quality, good people. I mean, I really, really touch that when I, when I said, I don't, I don't know exactly how I know that. Maybe I just pay attention to what they write. I don't know. But it the quality is really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, it gives me hope. <laughs> it gives me hope for this world. <laughs> I so feel thank you, out, people out there, because you're good people. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> I know. I love it, too. I feel it. Um, very blessed especially yeah. all things considered of how, you know, it was 10 years ago, but still reality TV is not really known for depth. So to be and, able to. 
Yeah, but you 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 are full of depth, and so those are the people you attracted. <sighs> well, I get my depth from my mama, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on Meathead Hippie. I can't wait to share this because I've wanted to do this forever and I, I could not do a podcast for moms all month in October, which is your birthday month, and not talk to you. So I love you so much. I love you too.